absolute power corrupts absolutely. everyone and welcome once again on a hot simmering sunday morning i am jt aka the master at 10 a.m you're always listening to the master plan feeling good today people that's a bright sunny hot simmering day on the east coast you listen to billy stewart summertime that's how it is out here right now it's middle of the summer and we're going to, but first, let me say this. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to Master, and you know that's me. We're talking wide receivers today in fantasy football. I know it's the middle of the summer, but training camp, believe it or not, starts the end of next week, next weekend training camp start so we're, we're we're winding into real football quite naturally when we get real football fantasy football starts and i know some of you have been drafting your fantasy leagues already and that's the reason why instead of doing it in august like i normally would do it over the last few years i'm doing it in july to give you guys a head start on what i think in the rankings of the wide receivers today Last week was the quarterbacks, and I apologize for the broadcast yesterday. Some, it was uh, We had some technical difficulty. Didn't know about it until after the fact. Hope you got it on the website, uh, uh, my rankings, and, and uh, uh, my explanation for some of those um, where I ranked them. And then the week before, we had tight, um, had tight ends. So we've gone from tight ends to quarterbacks to wide, to, to wide receivers this week and next week. When training camp opens, which is ironic, next week, it's the running backs. My favorite position, my absolutely favorite position of all fantasy. If you've listened to me and, and noted the things that I've said, and I've given you some um, pretty um, uh, pretty good picks, if I do say so myself, on um, some running backs that now they're, they're stars. A few years back before Arian Foster was a star, I, I gave you him. Uh, after that, I gave you Jamal Charles before he broke out. Um, last last year, I gave you Le'Veon Bell, and he blew up. Who's it going to be this year, next week, when I talk about the running backs? Just, just You'll just have to wait and see. I got a few that I really like, uh, maybe uh, two or three, and it's not the well-known names. So hopefully uh, uh, you're with me next week when we talk about running backs. But to this week... But today and, and and this week is about wide receivers, and uh, 
when I finish with this, I post them just like I post them on the other uh, webs up the other positions on the website. Uh, this will also be posted on there. So hopefully you pick it up and uh, 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 or you log into that website and um, are able to get in. It's, it's www.spotonradio.webs.com and uh, just click on uh, the link that gives you the uh, um, the, the, the rankings. Like I said, there's tight ends and quarterbacks up there now. Uh, soon to be, probably in the next day or so, will be the uh, the wide receivers. Um, how how I see them, and uh, like I said, next week when training camps start, uh, a lot of them start. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, running backs, my favorite position. So, without further ado, let's get to it and stop BSing around and stop talking about all this other stuff and, and get down to business of talking about um, my wide receivers. All right. Starting at 25. Now, I'm going to do it a little bit different this, this, this year because I think my 25 could be uh, 30, 35. But I'm starting at 25. And then after that, I'm going to give you some um, what I see that could be uh, some sleepers that I had outside the 25 um, that could possibly jump up, really jump up, uh, because of their situation and, and, and uh, um, their progression in, in their uh, career. But we're going to start off number 25. Um, and I wouldn't say he broke out last year, but uh, uh, he's a cross between um, Torrey Smith and Pierre Gasson, um, I'm thinking he's going to be a, a good good bet to take a step forward uh, and be more, uh, be much better than he was and more consistent than he was. It all depends on his quarterback. Unfortunately, he's he's in a situation that that position is 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 going to be fought for um, between at least three three uh, people in in Buffalo. And I don't know if Sammy Watkins uh, is is is. It all depends on what his quarterback is able to do. Uh, he he uh, he had he does have uh, Greg Roman up there now, who um, who may help him uh, move up uh, in, in the ranks. But for now, I have him at twenty five because. Um, the quarterback situation. And he has EJ Manuel, Matt Castle, who's not assured that he may even make the roster, and Tyrod Taylor. Not a um, all-star cast of quarterbacks. It's possibility that the uh, quarterback position gets settled and 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 plays effectively. Now, quite naturally, he's in a run-oriented offense, so. How much can he do? Well, like I said, it depends on the quarterback. That's that he's hit their number one wide receiver. That's why they drafted him last year. Um, he only had a fifty-two percent catch rate last year, which ranked ninety-eighth 
among 110 qualifiers. And he was held under 40 yards in nine of 16 games. Now, even though he played 16 games, only he, he was he was held under 40 yards. That's why I have him pretty far down. Um, and it, like I said, to, to compound it, he's got a three-way competition of quarterbacks. So that's why I have him at number 25. And it's also the same reason, a better skill set than the next one I'm about to name, but he happens to be in the same situation. Quarterback, it's questionable. Hopefully he makes a, a step forward in his third year. I'm talking about the quarterback. Otherwise, uh, Brandon Marshall, who I have ranked at 24, um, excuse me, who I have, you know what? Let me back up because I, I messed up a little bit here. I messed up a little bit. I have Sammy Watkins at 20, 24. Um, I had Golden Tate. Yes, believe it or not, I have Golden Tate at 25. I have, have him the last on my top 25 list. Um, he exploded in his first season with the uh, um, with the Detroit uh, Lions, uh, mainly for the fact is that uh, Calvin Johnson uh, was um, dealing with a lot of injuries, and they had a rookie, Eric Ebron, which I talked about earlier uh, two weeks ago that uh, came along very slowly and didn't live up to what people thought his expectations were going to be uh, the first year of being a tight end in the NFL. Expect, and like I said before, I expect Eric Ebron to take a step forward uh, because he's got a year under his belt. He knows the NFL and he knows what's expected of him. He's got the skill skill set to exceed. Now it's just up to him to uh, – Take that step forward. But we're talking about Golden Tate. Uh, Golden Tate averaged about just under eight catches and uh, 120 yards and about just under a touchdown. Um, And about a, a eleven point, uh, about twelve targets a game. In the five games Calvin Johnson played, fewer than forty snaps last year. In other games, Tate averaged um, five catches, about sixty nine yards, and uh, um, was about seven point seven, about eight targets. So it was a <coughs> pretty decent drop off. He was extremely. Um, Reliable, and and the wide receiver that um, snuck up on a lot of people in that offense, and I, I know that like from last last week that uh, Matthew Stafford for some reason is not uh, ranked that high, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing because I, I that means you can steal him in the later rounds because I think in second year in a new offense, I think the quarterback, especially the quarterback is going to um, play that much better. And I think because of the rapport they have meaning Matthew Stafford, golden state, excuse me, golden Tate, uh, Calvin Johnson, and yes, even Eric Ebron are, uh, going to have 
because of another year in this offense, another year being a uh, um, a quartet, that they're going to be more um, effective. And even if the running game with Amir Abdullah and Joyke Bell doesn't pan out, these guys will, will be able to pick up the slack because of their skill set and the rapport with the with and the rapport with each, each other. I already talked about Sammy Watkins, who I have at number 24. Let's talk about number 23. Number 23 I have is uh, Brandon Marshall. Just like I said about the quarterback situation in Buffalo, Brandon Marshall's having that same issue in New York. Very good wide receiver, all-pro wide receiver, um, 30-something years old. Has uh, had probably his worst year last year. Um, And it was an eight-year low. But I see Brandon Marshall. As a consistent pick that that uh, I mean consistent target that Geno Smith is going to be throwing at. We got a new toy. They already having a report. Brandon Marshall's living with Geno Smith, so they can get that mental rapport and try to carry it on onto the field with a uh, um, uh, a rapport on the field and. Despite what people think about Geno Smith, um, to have a wide receiver and a really experienced wide receiver. Now, he has two experienced wide receivers. He's got one that's very experienced and, and it's got a high skill level in Brandon Marshall. And he has one that's uh, um, a great number two wide receiver. Now he's the number two. And um, Eric Decker. In my opinion, very good one-two punch. Not the type of wide receivers you would see. You would see like in um, maybe in uh, uh, um, Green Bay, or you would see in Indianapolis, or you would see in in, uh, in Denver. But a very good uh, wide receiver. Uh, uh, um, Wide receiver um, roster that the, the Jets have right now, and with all the slot receiver they have in, in um, Jeremy Curley, and the, the other wide receiver would escapes my name. I'm sorry, he escapes my name right now. That they just drafted. Uh, he happens to be a speedster. So, and that. Uh, I think the and they have a uh, um, Amaro the the uh, um, tight end. I think Brandon Marshall. He had an eight year low last year uh, on a team that threw the ball a lot. Mark Tressman was there, uh, and Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, it, quite naturally, I think is a quarterback comparable to Geno Smith. Um, maybe with a higher skill level, but. Jay Cutler has a tendency to uh, go off the deep end, just like Geno has. And they had a rapport. 
uh, Jay Cutler and, and Brandon Marshall. Um, that's why I have Brandon Marshall uh, at number 23. Normally he would be, he's, a, he's definitely a, a wide receiver too, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and I think he's, he'll be a consistent wide receiver too. I don't think he's going to jump to wide receiver one of status, even though he's a wide receiver with the Jets. I just think that uh, um, that's, he, he will help the whole wide receiving core because of uh, his skill level and Geno Smith especially because um, Geno's not the most accurate quarterback. So I think uh, Brandon Marshall will uh, will uh, help him out on, on that front. All right, let's move to number 22. And I think this guy can definitely move up. And he, he definitely – a wide receiver two on his team, but he's got big play potential. He can he can do it all over the field, uh, inside, outside. Um, wildly gifted. He was gift. He would he drafted in the fourth round, um, and, and he came along slow in, in the Steeler organization in, in last year, and and he rode. He sat on the bench. For the first six games. Now imagine if he had picked up the offense and was able to uh, uh, function right out the gate rather than s- sit the first two games. Deals had to actually scale back the no huddle offense to get Matavius Bryant on the field. And when he did, he took off. 29 catches, 570 yards, eight, yeah, I'm talking about eight touchdowns across the final 10 games. Just listen to that. He played the last 10 games, and he scored eight eight touchdowns, damn near a a touchdown a game. So you, you get guaranteed that... He was going to score. He, he was there was a possibility of him scoring a touchdown in that game. I'm thinking this kid. I have him listed at 22. He could easily uh, 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 go higher than that, or, or, or end up higher than it, I should say. But for the fact that he has Antonio Brown, and we'll get to him on the same team on on the other side. He, and, and the thing about it, he only played uh, less than 50% of the snaps. Now, I, I got to believe that that's going to increase to about 75%. And with the amount of to- um, um, snaps that, uh, uh, that, excuse me, the amount of snap increase that would be, you got to think that his production will go up. Now, I can't say that he's going to score a touchdown every game, but this is one of the offenses I had talked about last year, and I love this offense. Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger had bumps in the road, supposedly, early on when Haley first came there and took over at the offensive duties. But as each one of them trusted each other, um, the reins were lifted off of Ben, and the offense took off. And Ben Roethlisberger benefited. 
Antonio Brown, quite naturally. I talked about both of these guys last year, along with their running back, Le'Veon Bell, who was, who's definitely included in the passing game. And then when Martavius Bryant leapt onto the scene, now you have a dual threat in the wide receiver position. And then you also have Marcus Wheaton. Now, I'm not talking about him right now because he's the third third wheel in the passing offense. And I wouldn't say he's even the third wheel because you have Heath Miller, who happens to be the BFF of Ben Roethlisberger, who's also in the mix. But Matavius Bryant, just like Antonio Brown, is a big play waiting to happen. I'm loving this kid this year. Uh, I know he's going to get picked up a lot in a lot of leagues. His uh, his, his average draft position is probably way down there, but uh, I I wouldn't I would believe that this kid is going to be a especially in PPR. This, I'm talking talking to you about this kid. In the offense that he's in, it's going to, I wouldn't say explode, but Antonio Brown's there. You know what the deal is with him. And we'll, when, I, when it's time, we'll talk about Antonio Brown. But Matavius Bryant is no, <clears throat> excuse me, is no joke. And I'm liking this kid um, going into the season. Now, I'm, I'm talking at number 21 because we're moving on to 21. This kid uh, was a disappointment last year. Um, Malcolm Floyd returned. Antonio Gates um, found somewhat of a fountain, fountain of youth. And uh, Keenan Allen uh, was a disappointment for a lot of people in 2014. He uh, did have some nagging injuries. Um, his touchdowns that he had were... Uh, were half of what he had the previous year. Um, primarily for the reason that uh, Antonio Gates scored 12 touchdowns. And that Antonio Gates is most since uh, uh, his rookie year. So Antonio Gates had a renaissance year coming out and, and coming back out. And Keenan Allen um, couldn't seem to catch that mojo that he had in his rookie year. Second sophomore jinx, whatever it was. Um, I think Keenan Allen uh, will make a resurgent back. And uh, especially since he's only 23 years old, Antonio Gates is 35 and Malcolm Floyd is 34. And uh, as you get older, especially playing football, Malcolm Floyd is one of the uh, – um, have the tendency to be uh, more fragile. Um, I think Keenan Allen should return to uh, um, wide receiver two uh, status, not wide receiver one, um, like he was uh, in 2013. Um, I think uh, he'll be a decent wide receiver two, and, and um, that's all I can expect for uh, from him at that at this point, because you, you have to think Stevie Johnson's over there too now, okay? Um, Malcolm Floyd's there, Stevie Johnson's there, 
uh, Antonio Gates is going to get suspended, uh, but they're still going to be thrown to the tight end with the um, um, the the Lavarius Green. So you got to think that uh, that there's still going to be uh, other balls go- thrown to other other weapons on, on, on in that San Diego offense. But I I do like Keenan Allen. At number 20, 21, I think that's a good spot for him. And then we then we go from the uh, West Coast to the East Coast on a guy that is another big play waiting to happen. This guy is, is another big play waiting to happen. And the he could be higher in the rankings that I have here. But like some of these guys that are good wide receivers or very good wide receivers, the quarterback play has a lot to do with how these guys are ranked. Uh, They may be exceptional talents, but they can't throw the ball. They can only catch it. So they can't throw the ball to themselves. So you had uh, Kirk Cousins, you had Colt McCoy, and you had – Robert Griffin III, and you see, I, I named Robert Griffin III last because last but not least, he has to perform in order for the um, watch the Redskins to be effective in the passing game and to be effective on the, in the offense, to say, to say the least. And if, Cop- if, if uh, Robert Griffin III is it the Washington offense goes at, at Robert Griffin III? Kirk Cousins is a spot start. He can spot Colt McCoy. It's the same thing. But over a 16-game season, the main man should be Robert Griffin III. And, and, and it, the uh, uh, this is an important year, option year for him. They picked it up uh, um, for 2016. So, this is do or die for Robert Griffin III. I I tell you that right now. And to coincide with that, not to do or die for Deshaun Jackson because he's still got it. Deshaun Jackson's in in his prime, so he needs a quarterback to be able to get the ball to him to ball out. 28 years old. You figure that Pierre Gonson, Jordan Reed, Niles, Niles Paul, Andre Roberts don't have the skill set of Deshaun Jackson. So he should be the prime target for whoever's the quarterback. And preferably for those in Washington would be Robert Griffin III. But that's why I have Deshaun Jackson uh, at number 20. He could easily jump up to uh, the, the top 10. I don't think he will, but he could easily drop uh, drop, drop up. Excuse me. He could go either way. It depends on the quarterback play. Hopefully, it's be- a lot better than it was last year. <laughs> he did have over 1,000 yards last year, which ranked 13 among wide receivers. Okay. But 80 yards, eight times, 50 yards, six times. Um, so 
of 80 yards uh, eight times last season, and he was held in the 50 yards in six games. That's not wide receiver one. Wide receiver one, you need consistent play. So you never know what you're going to get, and that has to do with a lot of circumstances, but it always leads back to the quarterback. All right, let's move on to where this guy, even though he doesn't have an issue with the quarterback, I think there's 18 more guys that are above uh, above this guy, and that's why I have him at 19. But there's a possibility that his quarterback is going to be suspended four games, which is going to hurt his uh, stats quite naturally. Now, he was to- he is Tom Brady's most trusted receiver. Most people thought it would be Danny Am- Am- Amendola. That never panned out. Julian Edelman, as long as he can stay on the field and stay away from con- concussions. Um, he'll still be n- number uh, the number one wide receiver for Tom Brady. Now, quite naturally, Ron Gronkowski is the number one Uh, I would say number one. It probably is the number one target for uh, Tom Brady. But with that being said, Edelman is the number one wide receiver. Just listen listen to what I said. Number one wide receiver. Um, He's in PPR leagues. You know, Tom Brady's going to get him the ball. He, they love throwing short passes um, either on the outside or over the middle. Um, and occasionally downfield, but uh, you, it's, it's a guarantee that Tom Brady looks for two, two, two guys on a consistent basis, Rob Gronkowski and Julia, Julian Edelman. And uh, that's why I have Jul- Julian Edelman as the uh, wide receiver two and ranked number 19 on my list. All right, let's move on to number 18. Um, a guy that I really like, been a prolific wide receiver for a lot of years, 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, in the league. Uh, uh, a level of consistency that is unmatched in, in, a, in, a, in wide receivers. Well-respected in the league, too. Got to give him, he's well-respected. Um, happens to be, unfortunately, and I hate to see, hated to see him go, an ex-Houston Texan. Going to our division rival, which I really don't like, but I, I have quite naturally I have no control over that. Talking about Andre Johnson, uh, who year after year uh, played with, I wouldn't say the 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 highest standards of quarterbacks. He. Uh, was um, had an all-time low last year. Let me put it that way. After two consecutive seasons of 100-plus catches and over 1,400 yards in each year, I'm talking about, and he only saw 20 fewer targets, um, the younger boy, the, the younger boy, the younger wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, which we're going to be talking about shortly, uh, out the... Um, Produced Johnson in yardage and, and touchdowns. He ranked 
uh, fifth in uh, wide receiver targets, but just 38th in fantasy wide receiver scoring. And he was even behind um, wide receivers like Mohamed Sanu and Ruben Randall. That's what that's the uh, level of that the Andre Johnson was out. Now, does that have to do with the quarterback play or does that have to do with Andre Johnson at age 34 with greatly diminished skills? Well, we'll find out because now he's with one of the better quarterbacks in the league in Andrew Luck. And in that offense, and you can best believe Andrew Luck is going to try to take full advantage of uh, what Andre Johnson has to offer. But I still have him outside the top 10, outside the top 15. I have him at 18. All right, let's move on to a guy. And you want to say, when I when I call this guy, I'm going to say, well, why is this guy ahead of, and in some of these guys, why are they ahead of Andre Johnson? Well, I think that because of the circumstances um, on the team and the deletion of players on the team, especially in, in the wide receiver position, I think this guy's going to take another step forward. That's why I have him at number 17. He had uh, 35 catches and 559 yards and five touchdowns over the last eight games. And that was any in uh, one of the weeks near the end of the season, he had even had a, uh, a goose egg, a zero. Now, if it was a full season, it would have been uh, 70 catches over uh, uh, 1,100 yards and touchdowns. And he only played 66% of the snaps because he rotated with the other two wide receivers. One wide receiver is still there in Riley Cooper, and the other one has moved on to um, Kansas City in Jeremy Macklin. I'm talking about Jordan Matthews. Uh, um Chip Kelly is making his guy into, and I think, still think he's going to be a wide receiver too. Um, a wide receiver that is the uh, um, possibility, strong possibility of being a wide receiver one would be Nelson Aguilar. We'll be talking about him. Um, he's not in, in, within my top 25, but he will be a, um, could be a surprise. We'll be talking about that before, uh, hopefully before the show is out. And uh, but I do like Jordan Matthews at number seventeen. I think his uh, um, his meter is on the rise and, and not on the on the decline. Second year player, I think he he'll take a step forward, especially having some more responsibilities that that uh, uh, because he'll be uh, one year ahead of Nelson Aguilar. Not to take anything from him, but. Aguilar is a rookie. Jordan Matthews is a second-year player, and hopefully he'll take that uh, second-year leap versus a sophomore slump. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite receivers that to, for this year. And uh, he's coming off an injury, and that sidelined side him um, uh, last year. And... Uh, 
hopefully that he's well healed from that uh, sideline. I mean, from that injury. And, and uh, he created a buzz last year because he 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 he. he Was was one uh, um, I I wouldn't say surprise, not to surprise to a lot of um, uh, fantasy players because they knew um, they were paying attention that uh, there was a lot of buzz last year coming out of the uh, New Orleans camp about this kid and how how he had picked up the offense and how um, how much uh, he uh, how how high a skill level he had and that he would be a force to be reckoned with. He played in only 10 games before he got hurt. He had 85 catches. Well, he, 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 um, his final stats across 10 games put Cooks on an 85 catch, 880 and five touchdown pace with 117 yards rushing and two more rushing touchdowns. But like when actually he fractured his uh, thumb in, in in November, but they were so impressed with him. Let me put it this way: they were so impressed with uh, Brandon Cooks that Jimmy Graham is no longer there. He went off to Seattle in the trade. Kenny Stills, which was a, a, a pretty good wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, is no longer there. He's with the Miami Dolphins. So guess what, people? You got Marcus Colson, who is a definitely a wide receiver, two or three type of, uh, um, and, and 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 not a number one wide receiver anymore. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Nick Toon, and uh, I gotta believe that. With Drew Brees and, and the the change of philosophy on the offense, meaning a more defensive-minded and run-oriented op, uh, defense, defensive-minded and a run-oriented team, that Brandon Cooks is going to have times to have a big place just outside of the top ten. 12, 14, depending on what size league you have. Wide receiver high and wide receiver two. Possibly a wide receiver one depends on um, how often they uh, uh, Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks hooked, hooks up. But him being the number one wide receiver, I got to believe that as long as he stays healthy, regardless of what the philosophy is that Sean Payton can't help himself. Drew Brees can't help himself. This is what they do. I got to believe Brandon Cooks, it's got a wide open lane to be the man, the big wide receiver one um, for the New Orleans Saints, and I think he can do it. All right, let's move on to this guy. He used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, great one-two punch with Antonio Brown, um, but then he moved on to Denver, and he became an even bigger one-two punch with uh, – Demarius Thomas and now Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and he exploded last year in the season 
playing with for the first time with Peyton Manning. But I got to believe Emmanuel Sanders, he had his best year, hit career year last year. Had over 1,000 yards. He had, if I'm not mistaken, double-digit touchdowns. But they have a different, uh, uh, different head coach now. John Fox is no longer there. Gary Kubiak is, is in the house. Gary Kubiak is a zone scheme running type of offense. Um, short passes to the tight end uh, and uh, taking shots down the field with the wide receivers. You got Demarius Thomas on one side. You got Emmanuel Sanders on the other. Don't forget about the slot with uh, Cody, Cody uh, Farmer. But I still like Emmanuel Sanders, and I still think that he is a high-end wide receiver, too. That's why I have him at number 15 on my list. Last year, he was a sixth and seventh round draft pick. And he finished as a in the top 10 of, in wide receivers. That's how prolific he was. That's how much of a career year he had. But I still say he's number fifteen, uh, and 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 strong possibility that the numbers that he had last year will not be the numbers he has this year. Last year, this kid, big kid, it didn't know exactly if he would be able to pan out because he's big, um, and he's not the fastest of wide receivers. And uh, um, they had questions on, about the offense and how um, the passing game would be in uh, Carolina. But uh, uh, Calvin Benjamin crushed his late round average draft position by finishing 12th among wide receivers in touchdowns. And he topped 1,000 yards as a rookie. He was sixth among uh, targets among wide receivers, but he only ranked 19th in per-game scoring. He had 11 drops, uh, second most in the league, and recorded uh, a, a very bad um, catch rate of only 51.4%, which was 10th worst among uh, 110 wide receivers, uh, and that, that was uh, coming from um, pro football focus. So now they have Calvin Benjamin. Hopefully he uh, um, limits the drops that he have had last year. They have Greg Olson, uh, which is a hell of a, a tight end. Uh, and then the Panthers went out and, and um, drafted a, another uh, wide receiver. And they're trying to... Uh, Beef up the receiving core uh, for Cam Newton. 
I think the number that you see him at, number 14, is where he should be. Um, I don't see him um, moving. I think he's, he, he may fluctuate from uh, one position or the next, meaning a couple positions down, maybe a couple positions up. But I think I'm very comfortable having him sitting at wide receiver 14 um, because uh, even though he may be the number one option in a wide receiver position, this is a Ron Rivera team, and like a lot of teams, they're going to run the football and play defense and pass when they absolutely have to. And with the weapons they have in uh, Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin, and the rookie, Devin Funches, um, I think the numbers that Kelvin Benjamin has – is about where he's going to be. Uh, I think it'd be more efficient if he can, um, like I say, eliminate his drops. Cut him in half would be a hell of a thing, from from five to uh, from from eleven to five, and that would increase his fantasy uh, worthiness, so to speak. Let's move on to one of my favorite receivers, an up and coming guy, um, that I think if they have. Better quarterback play from the Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins at lucky number 13 um, will emerge as a true number one wide receiver in his second season. Uh, Well, he did emerge as the number one wide receiver in second season last year. Um, And he, and he ranked number 12 among wide receivers in yards, 11th in yards per route run. He now has 2,000, uh, a little over 2,000 receiving yards in his first two seasons. Uh, and, he, and this is with catching passes from Case Keenum. This is, this is unbelievable. Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, and Matt Schaub. That's not a who's who in the quarterback position. Now, the, now he's going to be the man. So he's got to take a, 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 a big jump from about eight targets per game that he saw last year. He's only 23. He just turned 23. So I, I expect the hour to go up, um, especially with the two quarterbacks they have now that are definitely going to try to get him the ball. That's uh, um, in Bill O'Brien's offense. They're going to run the football just like a lot of other teams. Uh, and you, you, this is getting redundant, but I've said this before, and I'll say it again. These teams, a lot of them, are are reverting back more and more to the running game versus p- trying to pass the ball uh, and, and then use the run as, as it, to break the to break it up. Run the ball, play sound defense, and take your shots um, as you see fit. So it's important whether you're the one number one wide receiver, the number two wide receiver, or, or or the third option in fantasy definitely is. So if you're the number one wide receiver, you want that guy on your team, especially if if it's a very good wide receiver. Because um, most of these good wide receivers, you know, they're going to, the quarterback, no matter how bad they are, 
are going to try to get to uh, the ball to their playmaker. And if, it, if it's a wide receiver, you can believe that they're going to try to get the ball to them. So, that being said, let's talk like this. I'm taking a little short break, and uh, we'll come back in a minute uh, and talk about the um, top 12. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. All right, people, we are back. Talking about fantasy football. Talking about wide receivers. Let's see what we have here. All right, what are we talking about? Like I said, wide receivers. And Starting off with number 12, happens to be in a prolific offense. Uh, they're even running the ball more, but this guy, I like this guy more than the other guy there that, that on their team. <clears throat> but this is a good position for him because he's not the number one option, but because of the quarterback and the type of offense they run, <clears throat> this is a, a guy that's very <clears> – had him on my uh, uh, team – uh, one of my uh, fantasy teams that I won a championship with. This guy is extremely reliable, very versatile, um, pump returner, uh, a wide receiver, and also they can use him out of the backfield. Mister, he's a a, a a Swiss Army knife type of wide receiver. He played a sixteen full sixteen game season, and uh, he was in a contract year last year, and he made the most of it. And I consider him. Uh, along with Jordy Nate, Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson, number uh, uh, wide receiver one A, uh, Randall Carb, excuse me, Cobb on one B, um, and uh, 
double-digit touchdowns. He finished 20th among wide receivers in targets, but he made the most of his targets because he was 8th in catches and 4th in touchdowns. So even though he doesn't get as many um, targets as a lot of wide receivers, 20, 19 more uh, wide receivers had more targets, but he finished in the top 10 in catches and in the top five in scoring touchdowns. So he's, once he gets the ball, he's a playmaker. He makes plays. You want this guy on your team. 12-team team, you can absolutely get this guy in, in a, a, a third round, second round. I, I would have no qualms. Now, I've always said it. If, if you think this guy is going to be picked in the next round, pick him in the round before that. So if you want him on your team. And this is one of those guys, in my opinion, that you want on your team. He's one of the most consistent wide receivers in the league. Randall Cobb, without a shadow of a doubt, should be on your fantasy team. Um, because, like I said, he's a Swiss Army knife. If you get points for uh, punt returns, this is the guy for you. If you get points uh, uh, quite naturally in PPR, this is the guy for you. 1A, 1B. There's not too much difference between Jordy Nelson and, and Randall Cobb when it comes to the, uh, to the uh, Green Bay Packers offense. Absolutely love this guy. Brandon Marshall is gone. Alshon Jeffrey, third-year player, is now going to be the man, okay, Along to, for Jane Cutler. They brought in uh, Kevin White, a rookie, to learn under Alshon Jeffrey, but Alshon Jeffrey is going to be the number one man in this offense. And Jay Cutler doesn't have Brandon Marshall to lean on now. He has Alshon Jeffrey. You, you saw the uh, relative passing of the torch last year <clears throat> with Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey was more consistent uh, than spectacular. He he re record he recorded just three 100-yard games and more than six receptions in a mere three times. But he scored double-digit touchdowns for the first time in his career and showed the ability to be an offense-carrying wide receiver uh, because of the health issues that Brandon Marshall had last year. So... Even though Mark Tressman was in a pass happy offense, is gone, and they they've changed the uh, uh, offense. There's still Jay Cutler. They're still going to throw the ball, and he's the number one wide receiver. And I expect him to take the step forward because he's the number one wide receiver. He doesn't have to uh, deal with a talent like a Brandon Marshall, even though Kevin White there. Kevin White's the rookie, so he has to learn the ropes and and find his way. All right, let's move on to the uh, this other guy here. All right. Um, I got two Indianapolis Colts in the top 20. This guy happens to be number 10, T.Y. Hilton. Um, they have a pass-first philosophy with the uh, uh, offensive coordinator they have in Pep Hamilton. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, with his big playability, and Andrew Luck uh, ha had the rapport with him now, um, is going to be the number one wide receiver. I, I do believe that he's going to take a step forward. Um, 
uh, is this the greatest show on turf again? We'll we'll have we'll have to wait and see. But Andre Johnson's gone. Uh, I mean, excuse me, R- Reggie Wayne is gone. Andre Johnson has taken his place. Um, so that's going to be Andre Johnson's going to be a a uh, uh, the number two guy in this offense. Uh, they're trying to get a running game to open up the passing game uh, and, and be more balanced on offense. But I, I do like T.Y. Hilton at number 10. I like this guy a lot. I think uh, uh, I didn't, most people didn't think too much of his um, um, quarterback uh, coming into this year. Uh, even though he got drafted number one, I'm talking about Jameis Winston. Um, but Mike Evans was the Bucks' number wide out last year. He scored 12 touchdowns in, in his final 12 games. Um, he uh, was uh, – and he's, and he's a young kid. He's only 21. He won't turn 22 until um, August. Without uh, injury, this guy is going to be a, a monster, 6'4", 6'5", somewhere around that range. Uh, an outstanding wide receiver uh, with the likes of Josh McGowan and, and uh, um, um, Mike Glennon thrown to him. Uh, you got to think that Jameis Winston, because they drafted him, uh, it shows any kind of ability uh, that Josh McGowan and, and um, uh, uh, Mike uh, Glennon that um, the numbers for Mike Evans can can do nothing but go up. Twelve touchdowns he scored with those two guys. Imagine if if Jameis Winston is any kind of quarterback. The sky's the limit. Beast. That's all I can tell you. He's a beast. We're gonna we're gonna be going in overtime because I want to get through these guys. I want to give you a few guys that I think are, are going to be sleepers that I didn't put them in the top twenty-five. So we're going to be going into the overtime. In about uh, 45 seconds, uh, but I'm continuing this until we get to the top one, and then give you about five that I think are, are going to be sleepers and, and can move up into that top 25 um, uh, without a, with with, a, with good play. Let me put it that way, especially quarterback play. But uh, tune in next week, where we'll be going, talking about training camps that are going to be opening up, and we're going to be talking about my favorite position which is the running back position in fantasy, my final uh, uh, offensive position I want to talk about. And uh, hopefully you will join me, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and uh, we welcome you back. And then if you don't, just catch us on the archives. Now we're into overtime. All right, let's talk about number eight. Um, he finished only he finished second only to Antonio um, Brown, in fantasy uh, wide receiver points. Um, he had career high in catches and in yards. He topped 80 yards and hit hit the pay dirt, meaning he scored 12 touchdowns along with Randall Cobb. That's why he said they're 1A and 1B uh, in 12 of the 16 regular season games. Big physical uh, and elite uh, uh, run, a route runner and He'll 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 deceive you with with his speed. The White Lightning has been topped a top 
Well, Jordy Nelson, let me put it this way in white light. Jordy Nelson has been a top 12 receiver in each of his last three years when he's healthy. Um, I got to believe that uh, he, he had his sur surgery in, uh, on, in off season. He turned 30 in May. I think a Jordy Nelson, uh, as long as he stays healthy, is going to be a consistent target because he happens to be one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, even though that um, Randall Cobb has the same type of production. Um, but I do love Jordy Nelson. This offense can support two wide receivers. Uh, that could be wide receivers one. Um, that can be a, that can be a wide receivers one. That can be a wide receiver one. And Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb are, are those two. And I absolutely love, this, love Jordy Nelson. Uh, I like Randall Cobb more because he's more versatile. Uh, like I said, he's more of a Swiss Army knife than Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is mainly a wide receiver. He is just a wide receiver. Um, Randall Cobb is a punt returner. Uh, a running back at times and can be a wide receiver uh, in, in all different parts of the field. But I do believe Jordy Nelson, because he's the one, the, the, the first option for Aaron Rodgers. He's like Aaron Rodgers, like thrown to him. DBs don't like Aaron Rodgers thrown to him, but um, he's the number one option. And that's why I have him above Randall Cobb a, a few positions and that's why he should be uh, where he's at. Number eight. Number seven. This guy uh, was injury prone, very injury prone in his fourth year. Um, but... Even though he was injury prone, he recorded his fourth straight 1,000-yard season. Um, and had some breakout games. I'm talking about AJ Green. Now, the quarter, the quarterback play could affect him too, because they have Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton is not the most consistent quarterback. But uh, they get they they get enough out of AJ Green and put him in bet, the, the, uh, um, the best situations for him to perform, and he by far is their best wide receiver. The only thing about AJ Green is that he needs to um, stay healthy, and also that other options um, are available for Andy Dalton to uh, when it's necessary. to have A.J. Green uh, uh, a more valuable asset in the offense. So Tyler Eifert has to be more effective. Marvin Jones, who's coming off an injury of himself, um, has to return healthy uh, in order for A.J. Green um, to get, get the field opened up, to be able to operate without getting double teamed or the defense um, – shifting their coverage to him because he's the only option that they have, only consistent option they have. Uh, with Hugh Jackson, they're going to run the football with Jeremy Hill quite naturally and change the pace Giovanni Bernard. Uh, and that also helps to open the passing game. 
uh, when they put more more guys in a box to stop the run. As long as the A.J. Green stays healthy, I think his number seven in my ranking uh, uh, is justified. Next guy, I know as soon as I say this guy, they're going to say, how in the world can you put this guy where he's at um, and, and, and with a name called Megatron? Yeah, I'm putting Calvin Johnson number six. He battled a lot of injuries last year, um, and, and over the last few years, he's been in and out of it. He didn't play a full season. Quite naturally, Golden Tate benefited from that. That's why Golden Tate's um, in my top 25. But he's Megatron. Okay? Um, we'll find out how how effective he could be in the offense. I, I like him uh, because of the fact is he, of his past history. Uh, if he has stayed uh, healthy, um, and compared to what he did in the second half of last season, he would have had 98 catches, almost 1,500 yards, and 12 touchdowns over a 16-game season. But um, let's see Megatron at least play um, – uh, double-digit games, 14 games, 13 games, somewhere around there. I mean, you, you need that from your number one wide receiver, and I think uh, a full season off, um, coming back uh, at one, 100% will benefit Calvin Johnson. Like I said, he's not getting any younger. He's 30 years old now, and uh, but he still warrants being in the top 10, and I have him at number six. This kid, next kid, jumped on the scene, had one of the best all-time catches in NFL history. Um, all he has to do is keep his head on his shoulders right, make sure that uh, he didn't get too above himself and think that he's bigger than the game. Uh, and the sky's the limit for this kid. Big hands, a great route runner, a heart like a lion, and um, he's getting uh, a... a, a wide receiver mate back in Victor Cruz. I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, probably took uh, a lot of people or helped a lot of people to their uh, fantasy football championship. He scored a touchdown and 90 or so more yards in, in, in uh, the last, the final 10 games. He won the rookie of the year quite naturally. He won the NFL rookie of the year. Um, and he became the first wide receiver in NFL history to reach 1,000 yards after missing the first four season, first games of last season. He had 100 yards uh, in seven games, which was the most for a rookie since 1960. That's 54 years. He broke, he, that's unbelievable. Now, like I said, young guys have a tendency to get above themselves um, and think they're above the game. And there's danger of him taking a step back. But with the coaching staff of Tom, led by Tom Coughlin, with the veterans on that team, including Victor Cruz, I think they hopefully can keep this kid under wraps uh, and, 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 and focused on the, the, tax, the tasks at hand, and he'll warrant being number five on my uh, rankings list.
I think the sky's the limit here, especially with the uh, um, uh, come the return of Victor Cruz and the steady improvement of Ruben Randall. Uh, a lot of people forgot about him, but Ruben Randall is another one that uh, is uh, um, coming into his own. But uh, this, this is about Vic, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Excuse me, Odell Beckham Jr. And I like him at uh, position five on my list. This guy is, is the next wide receiver due to get paid. Um, he's saying thank you to Demarius Thomas. He's saying thank you to Des Bryant uh, because he's he's he his contract's going to be up, and he's going to be looking to get paid. And uh, the bar has been set, and Julio Jones is the next one to get paid out of that. Um, he battled uh, oblique and, and hip injuries. Um, and uh, um, but Roddy White's not getting any younger. Julio Jones is now the number one wide receiver for the uh, for the um, Atlanta Falcons, and I see him dominating opposing defenses. Um, and finishing in the top three in receptions, targets, and receiving yards and catches of 20-plus yards. That's what he did last year. And I, th- I think he can still do that this year. Finished in the top three in receptions, targets, receiving yards, and catches of 20-plus yards. And I think he, he can I, I think he can repeat that coming into 2015-2016 season. That's why I have Julio Jones, number four. Now, these dynamic three uh, are prolific wide receivers with very good quarterbacks. Just think of the quarterbacks they have. First off, this one here, number four, number three on my list, just got paid big time, $70 million contract, forty over $40 million guaranteed. For five years, Demarius Thomas uh, always starts off slow, um, and, and uh, people were uh, panicking. Some people got rid of him, thought he, he wasn't going to pan out. Um, and, and But then after that, after the week before, he went, he went crazy, and he, he had career highs in receptions and yards, and he uh, finished in the top four in, among fantasy wideouts. Quite naturally, Gary Kubiak takes over. Gary Kubiak had Andre Johnson. Don't think that uh, he's not going to take advantage of having um, Demarius Thomas as the number one wide receiver. And uh, I expect the um, just about the same results for Demarius Thomas, being that he is the number one wide receiver. And guess who's drawn to him? Peyton Manning, one of the one of the all time greats in passing the football. Even though Gary Kubiak is going to change the offense, I still can see that um, Demarius Thomas being a top three uh, uh, wide receiver um, according to my rankings. Now let's move on to my uh, to a guy I talked about for the last two seasons. Um, he made progression two seasons ago. He made a huge leap last year, which I try to tell people to jump on this kid. Some listened, some didn't. Uh, I try to tell people to jump on this offense. Some people did, some people didn't. 
I'm the one that uh, I back up what I say. And I jumped all over this guy. I absolutely love this guy, especially when Mike Wallace left the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, if you've watched the games when Antonio Brown was playing, even with Mike Wallace, I think he was more of a versatile uh, wide receiver and more explosive uh, than um, Mike Wallace. And it proved out he had a huge year last year. Um, he ranked second among all wide receivers and targets, which he had 181. He tied for uh, 44th in drops. He only had five, 181 targets, only had five drops. Um, he led the NFL in receptions and in receiving yards. And I'm telling you, nobody could cover this kid. Nobody could cover him. Um, he ran, he runs in the mid four fives. And he's got quickness, stop-and-go quickness, and put-your-foot-in-the-ground type of quickness and change the direction, and he catches everything. You throw to him, this kid's going to catch it. I lo absolutely love this kid. He could easily be the number one wide receiver in my rankings. That's how much I love him. Um, and in fact, I would have to say 1A and 1B, uh, Antonio Brown being a 1B because the next guy is, 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 is a bad man. But Antonio Brown... Um, I still think the sign of consistency, as long as he stays healthy, as long as Ben, ben Roethlisberger is pulling the trigger, Antonio Brown, the number one wide receiver for Ben Roethlisberger, he looks for him all over the field, and he can play all over the field. He can play both sides of the X and the wide receiver. He can play in the slot. He can play in the backfield. He's a Swiss Army knife. And wide receivers, um, and they're going to use this kid because uh, of his talent. He's got quick. He's got talent that is untapped so far. Uh, I still think the 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 uh, the meter is running up for this kid. The needle is running up. I I, I think um, that you, what you saw last year, uh, I wouldn't say tip of the iceberg, but what you what you can see for years to come. Because the ability of this kid and his desire, his heart and desire to be the best. All right, speaking about heart, we're going to the number one position. You want to talk about heart? You want to talk about the, the, the heartbeat of a team? You want to talk about the fire in a team? You got to mention the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver number 88, Des Bryant. Hungry, wants to win, pushes his teammates um, without not not being on a negative side. Just wants to uh, the desire that Des Bryant brings when he steps on the football field is unmatched. Sixteen receiving touchdowns led the NFL, and among wideouts, only Antonio Brown and Jordy Nelson scored more fantasy points. Three straight years of 12-plus touchdowns and 1,200-plus yards. Tell me who he, if he's not the best wide receiver. Talking about consistent, getting the football and running like he's a running back, looking, looking for contact, one, one, trying to reach for that last extra yards. He had 23 less targets last year. But was more efficient, like I said, with, with the 
touchdowns and the uh, um, and receiving yards. I gotta believe, even if they don't have the same. Let me put it this way: they may not have the same running game that they had um, this past NFL season. That is even more of a reason why I love Des Bryant because that means the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a little bit more, and that just fits well into Des Bryant's wheelhouse. All right. That's the top 25. But there are some guys sitting out on the fringe there of my top 25 that I want to talk about. Uh, the, 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 two, this, at least two or three guys. Let me, let me talk about this guy first. And if it's a PPR, I got to believe that this kid, uh, he, he's going to be the number one wide receiver. For all intents and purposes, I think it's going to be the number one wide receiver, number one option. Um, um, so let me talk about this kid. He had 59 catches, 503 yards, and four touchdowns in the final nine weeks. Now, if he had played and been started – in the beginning of the year, um, that would uh, uh, come out to 105 catches, 895 yards, and eight touchdowns. But I still think this kid's going to post some nice numbers, maybe not wide receiver one numbers, but wide receiver two numbers. I have him uh, listed at, at uh, uh, below my 25, but I like Jarvis Landry as a uh, uh, wide receiver two, especially in PPR, okay, with at times wide receiver one numbers, uh, depending on what game. But I like him at a wide receiver two. Another guy that I like that is uh, probably down on a lot of people's lists, and, and I see him uh, possibly uh, moving into the w- w- number one wide receiver role. Um, Even though he didn't have as many targets as uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald or John Brown, and there's a lot of talk that John Brown is going to emerge as Parson Palmer's number one number one um, option, I still like this kid. Uh, I still th- I think he's a wide receiver too, a low wide receiver too. I'm um, talking about Michael Floyd. Uh, I know there was a lot of talk that he sh- he would make a um, the step up, um, and he battled quarterback quarterback issues just like the uh the whole cardinal uh, or um offense did and uh the um the receiving core of the uh offense um suffered greatly for it but i like michael floyd as a sleeper and to have better numbers than he had last year um there's this two more two more um teams i want to talk about this kid I see that the uh, because of the uh, of the um, not not necessarily quarterback, but but because of this, the team itself, that it, it still is in a work in progress. That they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be playing by, especially playing from behind. 
And that's why I, I do like um, Alan Robinson. Okay. Um, unfortunately, he uh, he uh, broke his foot on, on, in week 10. Uh, but if he had played for 16 games, he had eight, would have had 86 catches, uh, 94, 946 yards, and four touchdowns. I think that number is going to go up. As long as he can stay healthy, um, there's no more Justin Blackman. They got rid of him. They got a- Allen Robinson. Um, they got Marcus Lee, and they got Allen Hearns. But I think Allen Robinson is going to emerge as the number one wide receiver. He's a he's got an outrageous uh, forty two inch um, vertical leap, and uh, is hungry for the ball. Uh, and I, I think that uh, being as explosive as he is, and and not held back by a quarterback, the uh, quarterback play, that uh, um, with Blake Bortles being uh, one more year into the, to 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 the system that that's at in, in Jacksonville that Alan Hearns and Blake Bortles can make some nice um, music together and plays together. Another guy I want to talk about here is Amari Cooper. Dennis Carr, this is, this is in my opinion, this is going to be, and I'll talk about it next week also, uh, one of the dynamic, tri- uh, 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 terrific trio, I should say. Let me put it that way. Um. The Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not comparing these guys to Dallas Cowboys, but I'm I'm the I'm using the analogy here that um, you have Derek Carr, you have uh, Amari Cooper, and you have Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray been being the older of the three. Latavius Murray's going into his third year. Uh, Amari Cooper is a rookie this year, and Derek Carr is going into his second year. You have the makings of a very good. Offense. Um, as long as the offensive line is efficient enough for blocking for the running back Latavius Murray, and, and blocking for in the passing game for Amari Cooper and Dennis Carr, um, I see these guys. Derek Carr, I should say, and, and, and I see these guys um, surprising uh, a lot of people this year. Um, not surprising me. I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning it before, and I mentioned it again before the fantasy season's out, that all three of these guys, especially the uh, running back and the uh, quarterback, can be some um, sleepers. Uh, could be that uh, Mari Cooper, probably the, the number one wide receiver, uh, primary target for Derek Carr, meaning that he may be able to put up, even though I have him rated number 27 right now, he could be easily in the top 10, top 12, uh, depending on the play of the quarterback and, quite naturally, the wide receiver. He picks it up and stays healthy, both of them. And that would include Latavius Murray. And I'll talk about Latavius Murray next year, next next year, next week. Uh, the last guy I want to talk about is another rookie, okay? He was a two-year starter at Southern Cal, and I know it's a Southern Cal wide receiver, and they haven't really panned out that well. Uh, 179 catches, over 2,500 yards, and 20 touchdowns. But what, this is what I'm thinking about this guy. He runs a 4-4-2 uh, 
um, 40, great route runner, um, and, and has exceptional burst. And as long as he picks up the pro game, he's a very efficient route runner, uh, a, a type of uh, wide receiver Chip Kelly is looking for. Uh, and Sam Brathard's healthy. Uh, Jordan Matthews, who I listed uh, at uh, in the, in a 25, 26 range. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Jordan Matthews, who I listed as. Where the heck is Jordan Matthews at? Uh, Jordan Matthews, who I listed at 17, they can be a dynamic duo. I'm talking about Nelson Aguilar. Um, watch this rookie. Uh, it would be interesting to watch him in, in, in the training camp to see how effective he is. I, I really like this kid. Um, um, but uh, he may have uh, a bigger hurdle to leap over than the other ones that I mentioned. And one more guy that I um, want to mention, and it'll be Charles Johnson out of Minnesota. Now, I know they have Mike Wallace. I'm not a Mike Wallace fan at all. Never have been, never will be. I think he's very limited at the wide receiver. I think he's got speed, and that's his only thing now, quite naturally. Speed's a big thing, uh, especially in wide receivers, but he only runs, runs one route. Go route, nine route. Charles Johnson is a all over the field. Um, came off of out of Cleveland practice squad. Um, he came, became the number one wide receiver because Cordell Patterson didn't take that leap. Uh, and, and Easy uh, uh, had 26 catches, 415 yards, and two, two touchdowns over the final seven games. Um, And he, basically, he was a rookie, uh, and I only can see him getting better and having a better rapport with Teddy Bridgewater at the, at the quarterback and throwing the football. So I'm thinking Charles Johnson is another one to look out for, and you probably can steal him because um, his draft position is probably not even within a 12-team, 16-round draft. So he may be a drafted, he may not get drafted, um, and you may be able to take him off the waiver wire if you're not happy with the core wire receivers that you drafted. Well, that's the end of the uh, wire receivers, how I rank them. I'll be putting it on the website, um, www.spotonradio.webs.com. Go to that website, and you'll see my rankings. those sh- they should be up probably probably by Tuesday. Uh, once I uh, send them in, uh, it'll take a, l- a short time to get to, to get them on, and uh, it'll be on Tuesday. So tune in next week where I finish up uh, my fantasy rankings with the running backs. Training camps are going to be, be uh, uh, opening up also. Uh, it's getting close, people. Football and fantasy football is right around the corner. Um, especially when you have training camps open up. So we'll be talking about all that next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Um, tune in uh, on Thursday where you'll be listening to myself as the host and Jeff and, and Mike um, are the two co-hosts. We make up the uh, FSP crew show. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday night. And quite naturally, just like you, if you tune in yesterday, you would, you'll hear us again or hear me again. Uh, one o'clock Eastern Standard Time, along with uh, my host, uh, Vic Gardner, who is the FSP uh, show. Uh, one o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon. With all that being said, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Try to stay cool uh, no matter where you're at because it's, it's blazing out there and very humid. Or enjoy the pool, beach, wherever. But enjoy the summertime. We're out.